bunch of uh, different stories we got to get into. We probably should get into um, uh, deeper that whole um, Donald Trump and presidents calling families of fallen soldiers thing. That's become a story that he started uh, a couple of days ago. And uh, he brought in his uh, chief of staff's uh, family situation into it yesterday, which was a, an interesting move. So we'll talk about more about that later. Making the grieving families now pawns in the politics of our time. It's disgusting. Well, and this congresswoman may have done the same thing. <clears throat> oh, she she absolutely did. And and one's scumbaggery does not excuse the others in either direction to me. Disgusted by all of it. Speaking of disgusted, I you know I was howling for a very long time because I believed it firmly. Not uh, there's so much partisanship in the wind now. Everybody assumes everybody's just automatically knee jerk partisan. I try not to be. I certainly have my beliefs, but when I told you that I thought Loretta Lynch's Justice Department was incredibly shamelessly political, uh, I meant it. Couple of things, a uh, couple of exhibits here. Um, number one from the. And listen, it really annoys me that I have to do this, that I have to cite these are liberal news outlets reporting this. Because there's an assumption on the left that, well, if you lean right, you're fixed news. It's all so phony. When the left-leaning media, is, they're, they're turners out of fiction. They have no principles whatsoever, like many on the far right. I mean, it's just the, the one calling the other black is hilarious. Kettle, pot, et cetera. Um, so Newsweek says, in documents that released Monday, the FBI confirmed that the FBI director, James Comey, drafted a statement about the conclusion of the Hillary Clinton email investigation months before its conclusion, months before interviewing Clinton and dozens of other witnesses. He drafted the conclusion email in early May, and the conclusion was in uh, the first week of July, a few days after they actually interviewed Clinton. The story is rather long and detailed and makes it clear that a bunch of former FBI people in various uh, high positions say, this is so far out of bounds, it's not even in the stadium. Etc. Etc. Who said this that? is this is uh, Chris Swecker who retired from the FBI as assistant director for the criminal investigation. Wow, that's division. interesting. See, I I was trying to give the benefit of the doubt that maybe you write rough drafts on both sides to be ahead of it. I I didn't you know I don't know how the whole thing works. Well, Ron Hosko served as an assistant director of the bureau under Comey until 2014. Said drafting a statement isn't unusual, but only if the drafts remain internal and avoid coming to any conclusions. Quote: When you have a significant case that's in the public domain and certainly in the public's interest, in the public's eye, I think it would be expected both the FBI and the prosecutors that they're working with. Um, are beginning to draft statements of fact that could be used later. Um, blah, blah, blah. It's a, da, 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 da. Is it a running statement of what they knew, or is it a conclusion? The confusing thing with Comey, of course, uh, related to this, is he, he says that he took control of this whole thing because he didn't think Loretta Lynch could be trusted. He was so bothered by her conversation on the plane with Bill Clinton that he thought, I need to be, I need to take this over. Right, right. So the question is, did it come to conclusions, or was it just a brief statement of what we know so far to get that on the paper? Some who've seen the draft, although it is, it's, all of this is marked, this is, see, this is, are you left or are you right? Or are you center? Can we all come together on this? The memos, which are marked unclassified, are heavily redacted. 
There are huge patches of black where you don't get to see anything, even though it's all unclassified. But but Comey, that ought to bother you. It bothers me. But Comey says, remember that Loretta Lynch, um, when when she had told him, I want you to refer to this as a matter and not an investigation. Right. That's when he realized he thought she had come to an, a, a conclusion already. Right. And exactly. so that he needed to take control of this. Yeah. So, so it'd be interesting then if he had come to a conclusion and. And and I blame myself for this. That's kind of the throwaway story I wanted to mention real quickly before getting to the main story. Okay. This is from The Hill, which definitely leans left. It's the big newspaper of Capitol Hill and represents, you know, the staffers and the congresspeople and the, and the, the branches of government and the bureaucrats and the rest of it. That's who it's for. The Hill definitely leans left. Here's your headline. FBI uncovered Russian bribery plot before Obama administration approved controversial nuclear deal with Moscow. This is what you were hearing from right-leaning people last year during the campaign. People were apoplectic about it. This is now from The Hill. Before the Obama administration approved a controversial deal in 2010, giving Moscow control of a large swath of American uranium, the FBI had gathered substantial evidence that Russian nuclear industry officials were engaged in bribery, kickbacks, extortion, and money laundering designed to grow Vladimir Putin's atomic energy business inside the United States, according to government documents and interviews. Federal agents used a confidential U.S. witness working inside the Russian nuke industry to gather extensive financial records, make secret recordings, intercept emails, etc., that showed Moscow had compromised an American uranium trucking firm with bribes and kickbacks in violation of all sorts of uh, federal law. They also obtained an eyewitness account backed by documents indicating Russian nuclear officials had routed millions of dollars to the U.S. designed to benefit former President Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton's charitable foundation during the time Secretary of State Clinton served on a government body that provided a favorable decision to Moscow on the nuclear deal. The racketeering scheme was conducted, quote, with the consent of higher-level officials in Russia who shared the proceeds from the kickbacks, one agent declared in an affidavit years later. So you have Putin and company engaging in corruption, bribes, kickbacks, corrupting an American firm, etc., etc. The FBI is on to them. Millions of dollars flowing from the Russian oligarchs to the Clinton Foundation during the time Hillary is making decision on, or part of the decision on the Russian uh, nuke deal. And this is according to The Hill, not Breitbart. Correct. Rather than bring immediate charges in 2010, however, the Department of Justice continued investigating the matter for nearly four more years, essentially leaving the American public and Congress in the dark about Russian nuclear corruption on U.S. soil during a period when the Obama administration made two major decisions benefiting Putin's commercial nuclear ambitions. Then it goes into a great deal of detail. So is there any indication on that, that uh, Mueller, this is part of the Mueller-Russia thing? That is an interesting question. This is... Boy, wouldn't that be a hell of a twist? Mueller comes out with his findings after uh, however many years of investigating this, and it's back to lock her up again. (laughs) Yeah, um, interesting. I don't see any reference to Mueller, although this is a very long article that I didn't finish. It just broke this morning. Um, you know, I'll look through the rest of it. Uh, the currents to the current Russian case are many. The connections, rather, to the current Russian case. This probe began in 09 when Robert Mueller, now the special counsel in charge of the Trump case, still FBI director, 
ended in late 2015 under the direction of James Comey, who Trump fired earlier this year. Many twists and turns. The FBI nuclear industry case provided proved a gold mine in part because it uncovered a new Russian money laundering apparatus that routed bribe and kickback payments through financial instruments in Cyprus, Latvia, and the Seychelles. Russian financier in New Jersey, also among those arrested, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising from the standpoint that uh, I've always believed. I think it's clearly true that Putin's anti-America. He's not anti-Clinton, pro-Trump. He just he just wants to screw America, right? Out whatever way fits him at the time. Hey, coming up in a moment or two, or when we get to it, an example of Breitbart, who Jack badmouthed a moment ago, being completely irresponsible in a story. They made stretches and leaps that are no real journalist should. Okay? Breitbart had this story practically word for word last year, and they printed it. So you can badmouth them if you want, but they had this story. Meanwhile, they're wildly irresponsible. Meanwhile, well, I look at the Washington Post, who's ignoring this story because they're completely irresponsible. Yeah. And the New York Times, please. It'll be six months from now. There will be 50 people executed before the New York Times uh, catches on to the fact that it's happening but that's, uh, using finger quotes. That's the whole boy crying wolf parable being played out right there. If you do a number of stories that turn out to be false, then when you have one that's real, people roll their eyes at it. And it happens It happens to me with the Washington Post now. They do a big story on Trump. I think that eh, might be true. It might not be. Some right. of Mars, some of Mark. New York Times, please. All the anonymous sources say that the president tried to knife General Kelly in his aorta. You know, and then it turns out it's completely made up. And Breitbart has the same problem. So right. if, you, if you put out stuff that's that's not true now and then, then, then everybody's really skeptical when you have a big one, yep. which is unfortunate. Hmm. Tis what it is. It'll be interesting to see if anybody, if many people latch on to this and uh, and run with it today. Hillary said, well, I, as Secretary of State, had only a small part in making that decision, blah, 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 to go ahead and grant that huge Russian nuke deal, having received millions of dollars in contributions to the foundation. Unbelievable. The money laundering foundation. Did you know the Dow hit 23,000 yesterday? Can't believe that's not a bigger news story. I think it would be if we had a Democrat in the White House. I just think it would be paid more attention to. But. Yep. Um, bunch of different stuff to get to. I've got a slice of my own life to talk about that might be relatable to you. The latest on the. Uh, well, she got sliced. Yeah, I did get sliced. That's not related to my story, but I did mm. get sliced yesterday by a doctor. First time I ever got stitches in my life. I told my doctor that. He was amazed. Really? My first stitches of my life. I've had more stitches than Frankenstein. Yeah. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I think that what is clear is what I was talking about as an environment here of of, uh, non-productivity, of a reversion to the attitude of the 30s, which was one of the major reasons why we fought World War II. Uh, that was uh, John McCain. He was asked a bunch of stuff yesterday. It, it all got back to his ass cheeks of history speech. Ass cheeks history. Um, and he was asked if that's a shot at Trump and uh, Bannon and blah, blah, blah. And then they asked him, um, uh, are you a reliable vote on health care or taxes, anything like that? A story the mainstream media has been big with lately. How can Trump attack Mitch McConnell when he needs that vote or... 
you know, name the senator. Sure. And John McCain said, I will vote for if it's good for the people of Arizona. And if it's not, I won't. To assume that I wouldn't vote for it out of some sort of personal grievance against the president, that's a stupid question and you shouldn't ask it. <laughs> Which I thought was a, the decent response. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the, and I heard it this morning. I, Trump attacking these senators, he's never going to get the votes. That I hope they're not that petty. Good Lord. I hope they're not making their decisions. I'll show Trump I'm going to vote against tax cuts, even though that's what I believe in and would be good for my constituents. Right. That would be absolutely absurd. Does the president make decisions like that? Yes. <laughs> I think he does, actually. But um, I'm assuming... Oh, these are odd times. I'm assuming that all these senators do not. Drain the swamp! That's what I say, huh? Gotta Make of, America great again. Got some interesting stories today. Google placing some, uh, not on purpose, I don't think, fake news stories out there. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, plus there's more to that Russian uranium bribery thing. The deeper I dig into it, the more amazing it becomes. There, it, it, although, still a little, and they throw you in jail, still a lot, and they make you king. The color of justice is green. These are rich, powerful people. They will never feel any consequences. But the malfeasance is obvious. I'll do this briefly. Before, More to come later on. I'll do this briefly before I get very serious. How about something really stupid before I get really serious? Perfect. Um, who are the world's hottest lovers? <laughs> According to an online site. I, I assume it's uh, something I can trust. This online site is saucydates.com. <laughs> Seems legit. <laughs> Sounds like... I don't know much about them, but it sounds like the sort of website that has a bunch of PhDs in statistics putting together their polling. Right. Saucydates.com. Well, I think you have to apply to be a website, and you've got to pass a test that you're, you know, reliable. But the United States finishes at the top. Oh, yes, lovers. Come get some, international ladies. (laughs) Come and get some. For men and women. Uh, at an eight, which I guess is the highest score you could get, you got the United States, South Africa, and Australia. Hey, world, we're coming to storm your beaches. Get it? <laughs> do, or, you get, do you get it? Or for the women, the hottest women, uh, hottest lovers are Canada, France, Italy, and the United States. So we're at the top of both. Canada, France. Canada. Wow. Time for a little trip north. Down toward the no, bottom. Sorry, honey, honey, I kid. Uh, so they had at the bottom... Kiwi men. Okay, Australia. Gotcha. New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand's are New Zealand. Kiwis, yeah. okay. They're hobbits. They get to hairy feet. I don't know these things. Um, New Zealand's at the very bottom. Ladies, don't crawl into bed with a New Zealander. You're gonna be dis- you're gonna be unsettled. The yeah. accent's charming, but it's a trick. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So what do they do that's not hot? Very little. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, no idea what they're doing. They're not. Practiced in the arts of love. They're probably selfish lovers. That's my assumption. And That's for right. women, they don't just don't and know what to do. you can't keep up, that's your fault. <laughs> and then they roll it's over and go to sleep. I win again. <laughs> and the women... <laughs> I win again. <laughs> the women that aren't hot lovers, according to SaucyDates.com, oh and their online polling, Australia, New Zealand, Spain. Spain? Spain! Huh? See, what's interesting to me is that the Australian men are at the top, Australian women at the bottom. That's a short. Wow. Sh- uh, that's a that's a bad deal for the uh, for the Aussie men. And that's why you see so many Aussie guys vacationing in Canada. Hmm? Could be so. That's I'm tired, I'm tired of the Sheilas just laying there. So the previous <laughs> three plus minutes was complete. I'm off to Montreal. <laughs> Sorry. 
That discussion is completely pointless, obviously, because this is just made. I'm going to just start making stuff up. I'll make up a website. I'll make up some stats. We'll talk about it for five minutes. Sure. We'll have fun. We'll make some jokes, and we'll move on. The major news outlets of America do the same. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, exactly. Just throw 10 bucks, make a website. We're golden. (sighs) I'm trying to decide how I want to approach this. I don't even know why I want to approach this. Why do I want to do this? Uh, Because I think it's a public service announcement, maybe. Hmm. Or it's a, a lesson to others who are like me, whatever that may be. Um, you never have any idea what's going on in somebody else's life. This is this is my this is my big revelation, which you know, you, sh- you shouldn't have to be as old as me to figure that out. But like, m- my life is real. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not. I'm not talking about this to draw attention to my situation or talk about it or anything like that. The revelation to me is you never have any idea what's going on in somebody else's life, whether it's their marriage, their kids, their health, their job situation, or whatever. I need to, uh, I hope that I'm more aware of that the rest of my life. Any assumptions you might have about the way somebody acts, the way their kids act, the way they spend their money, the way they, you know, all kinds of different things. Right. You don't have any idea what the reasons are for those. Right. Most likely. Yes. Which is why every major religion, every great philosophy that's known and loved by mankind urges us not to judge others, but to spend a little more time on ourselves and to be more merciful, too, by the way. Right. Yeah. I mean, I realize this is obvious to most of you. It wasn't obvious. I don't know. I think it's because my life, I've had an easy life. I've had a really easy life. It's not easy right now (laughs) and might not be ever again, but I have had a really easy life. And so I guess I just assumed everybody else's life was relatively easy. But uh, now that mine's really not easy, um, I I more easily understand, wow, who knows? That might be what they were dealing with when this was happening, et cetera, et cetera. I know I'm being very vague, but I'm being vague on purpose. Yeah, I think we get it. Yeah, I think we get it. I just hope I remember that. And, uh. And can convince my kids of that. Oh, I, th- I don't think I'll have to convince my kids of that. I think they'll be aware of that. But, mm. um, so it's wisdom. Seems like I have a point. I don't know what the point is. I had a point, but I'm afraid uh, I'm not willing to say it. Maybe that's it. I lost my point. Do I have a point? You want to <laughs> jot down your point, hand it to me, and I'll rephrase it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your ghostwriter. Uh, I'll be like whoever Bill O'Reilly uses to write those silly killing somebody or other books. <laughs> but life can be very difficult. Has anybody ever told you that? Oh, boy. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. Life can get uh, very, very difficult. I have noticed. And it affects everything, obviously. Um. God, I, I'm 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 at home sometimes in our current situation, and I just think this is crazy. This is just this is this is nearly intolerable. Mm. I don't know if if we're going to survive this. And I thought I wonder, and I regularly think I wonder how many other households yeah. this it's like this, and I never had any idea, or it's like this right now, or or some other thing that looms every bit as large, disruptive, and 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 frightening. Yeah, you know, depending on you know. Their circumstances. Maybe this is my point. Mm. If you have my old life, which was the first many decades of my life, where you don't have these problems, be really thankful for that. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's my point. I'll go with that as a point. That's my point. That's a good point. Yeah. Be thankful for, during the times where you don't have intolerable mayhem you're dealing with. Because it really, it really takes a lot of your time and energy. Yeah. 
really does. On a completely unrelated thing, I was at the doctor yesterday. This is nothing. It's too boring to even get into why I did. But I had to get my leg cut on. I got 10 stitches. First stitches of my life. I'd never had stitches ever. Wow. My doctor was amazed by that. So it was an intentional. Which, which gets back to the, I've had a very good life. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I was age five, I think, when I got my first stitches yeah. in my head. Well, a lot of it my is. My giant head. A lot of it is. I, I can't think. control it. My neck. Nobody's got a <laughs> neck powerful enough to control this head. I think a lot of it is just the lifestyle of, uh, of rural living. There's a lot of things I should have had stitched, I'm sure. You just don't. Yeah, true enough. By the time you get to the doctor, it'll be all, uh, you know, dried <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, anyway. you just don't. So yeah. you just, you know, yeah. I could have had stitches. But I'd never had stitches before in my life. And you know what? It didn't hurt a bit. I told my eldest about that last night to prepare him for the future. Whenever I said, you know, there was zero pain. Zero. I didn't feel anything when he was doing this. It was fantastic. Don't look. No, I didn't watch. No. He asked me if I wanted to watch. I said, God, no. <laughs> no, that's the last thing I want to watch. Why well, would I want to see that? Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, just talked to him, looked at my smartphone, and uh, pretty soon it was over. Although it was on my thigh, which might be like the least. Ah, if wait a minute. If you're going to do anything to me, right. yeah, my, yeah, my thigh, that's that's probably number one choice, right? Do you know if they gave you any sort of local? Was there like a Oh, yeah, 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 market. but I didn't feel that either. Right. But it, like it wasn't my eyeball or my grundle. We'll or... see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grundle. grundle repair. Oh, um, actually, that is a thing, but... um. Uh, yeah, I I got m- most of my stitches in my face, but I just you know I took it. I'm 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 a lot like an army ranger, you know, very similar without like any of the training or the endurance or the knowledge or you know the toughness. But, when you had that twisted testicle, did that yes. require stitches? Uh, eventually it did, but in not, your testicle, not to undo it. Hmm. No, no, the undoing it was like picking a lemon from a tree. <laughs> <laughs> just a simple twist, <laughs> and everything was fine. No stitches. You don't have a Frankenstein scar down there. <laughs> cool. Chicks might think that was cool. Actually, a lot of chicks might think that was cool. Private queasy. Pr- private note to the audience: Joe is now going to remain silent and let Jack twist in the wind. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think a lot of chicks would think that is awesome. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Well, another attempt at health care stalled out after mixed signals from the president. We've got a Northern California sheriff shooting down website fire starter rumors. And I have to do it. Major positive Sean shaming news story. What? Yes. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. And you're going to sit there and take it. Some of these ads that Google got onto Snopes and, and PolitiFact, a couple of websites designed to fact check things. It's really interesting about the way modern media works. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a little disturbing. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Couple of texts I got to hit you with. First of all, on the sex quiz, New Zealanders don't like to go down under, if you know what I'm saying. Hmm. I don't know if that was appropriate. I do. On the other stuff I was talking about, we got a lot of really interesting, thoughtful, heartfelt texts about, you know, understanding other people and walking a mile in their moccasins, all this stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah. And these two. Jack, life is as difficult as trying to figure out what you're saying. Get to the point. And... (laughs) And vague and depressing. That's a winning combo. (laughs) Wow. All simple Jack has become all inscrutable Jack. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Now I'm sad and I don't know why. (laughs) That's hilarious. News now with Marsha Phillips. Now stalled out. A bipartisan Senate deal to shore up Obamacare going nowhere within hours of being announced yesterday with President Trump sending mixed signals on whether or not he supports it. At first, it sounded like he liked the idea of a 
short-term fix dealing with health care subsidies. They're coming up and they're fairly close to a short-term solution. The solution will be for about a year or two years, and it'll get us over this intermediate hump. Now, in an address later at the Heritage Foundation, he uh, commended the bipartisan work that was going on, but went on to say, I continue to believe Congress must find a solution to the Obamacare mess instead of providing bailouts to insurance companies. Now, under the bi- I think he should hammer that angle more. I think he'd yeah. get more Democrats on his side talking about the whole insurance companies have been making gazillions of dollars over off this whole thing. Yeah, the the premiums aren't lowered. The premiums are paid by taxpayers. So the insurance companies are still getting the big premiums. It's just that the poor folks and the not so poor folks don't have to pay them. But the insurance company's getting paid. In Northern California, wildfires burning more than 245,000 acres, killing at least 41 people. Firefighters, though, continue to make progress. Meanwhile, though, authorities are shooting down a rumor on some websites suggesting those wildfires were started by an illegal immigrant. Breitbart News and Infowars saying that the Latino man was arrested for arson in Sonoma County Sunday and linked his arrest to the deadly wildfires raging in the area. The Sonoma County Sheriff blasting the rumor saying there is no link at all. None at all. He said this is really, really crazy. All right, here's what actually happened. They did arrest an illegal immigrant for arson. And uh, ICE has issued a detainer, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. They don't have any evidence to tie him to the fires that went crazy. It is a little weird that a guy was arrested for arson that uh, during that time period, and it could well be there is a connection, but they don't know yet, or they haven't released that yet. Not to give so any- Breitbart might be guilty of taking a leap. Not to give anybody ideas, but I'm surprised. I remember saying this, geez, 15 years ago. I'm surprised ISIS or Al-Qaeda back at that time hasn't got into some of these dry areas of the country and started fires. It requires so little. You don't need to sneak in nuclear material or anything like that. I hope they don't, but because look look what it doesn't take much to get a horrifying fire started. Well, he's no stranger to people poking fun at his lack of vision and rumors promoted by the likes of Positive Sean that he really can see. The great Stevie Wonder's sense of humor was prevalent as ever as he made an appearance on Jimmy Kimmel last night. The blind musician sitting on stage reading a copy of the National Enquirer with a cover story highly touted by Positive Sean, Stevie Wonder can see again. Kimmel walking up to him asking him, what are you doing? Stevie with a big smile. I'm just sitting here reading about me being able to see <laughs> so he admits it kimmel kimmel asking wonder to explain is this really how you read is this you read by holding things up you know what i tell you uh-huh if uh if they would spend as much time talking about what i can do that i can't yeah um, raise money for this benefit you know do something that. Uh, basically, yeah, yeah, positive, Sean. Why don't you raise money and help the blind instead of making <laughs> false accusations against them? <laughs> you know what I didn't hear? A denial. Mm. <laughs> Stevie right, Wonder That's is... a pivot and a deflection. Stevie Wonder is still blind. It is not true he had computer chips implanted on his retinas so he could see once again. Why, why would the National Enquirer come up with that story? How did they... Do they have a vault they go to when like there's nothing in the news where they just pick out these random ones like Stevie so, Wonder can see now or it's not it. they, There's the story of Puff Daddy when uh, when Stevie Wonder was over at his house and he says, "Hey, nice blue tie you're wearing." 
You know, I don't, maybe, maybe he's got a bit where one of his handlers whisper like what uh, people sure. are wearing. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Anecdotal, anecdotal. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. I'm starting a Getty show. The voice of the Why rest. is he sitting courtside at NBA games? Hmm? He can hear. He can hear the action mm-hmm. very keenly. Got this text. Never judge a man until you've walked a mile in his shoes. Then if he's still complaining, you're a mile away and you have his shoes. <laughs> One of my favorites. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. We're going to talk to an expert on China at some point. We're going to talk to an expert. One of our favorites, Liz Sly, on the Middle East a little bit later in the show. So we got that going for us, which is nice. Among other things, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. He said to the wife, well, I guess he knew what he was getting into. To me, that is something that you can say in a conversation, but you shouldn't say that to a grieving widow. And everyone knows when you go to war, you could possibly not come back alive. But you don't remind a grieving widow of that. That's so insensitive. So insensitive. He should not have said that, and and he shouldn't have said it. And even if he did do that, which I'm not convinced he did, do you make it your decision, Representative Frederica Wilson, to go to the press with it, or do you leave that up to the family, whether they think that is something they want talked about in the uh, national news yeah and what was the context and well yeah i don't i'm not i'm not convinced that it happened the way she's describing it anyway we're talking about trump calling the family of uh one of our servicemen killed the other day we had four killed at once right in niger and he uh he called the family and and this frederica wilson who i was unaware of says he says he called up and said, well, he knew what he was getting into very sarcastically and said, but I guess we're still sorry about it. I don't think he said that. I would like to hear the actual phone call. Right. Um, and even if he did say that, that's not your place to come forward with that. If, uh, if, if wife, parents, whatever, want to come forward and say that, okay, that's one thing. But yeah, you as a Democrat, Democrat congresswoman who's avowedly anti-Trump, for you to make a big deal of it, it's just, it's, it's different. God, the politicization of these the, the families of the fallen, it's making me sick. Started by? Well, Trump, he got a question at the news conference <clears throat> asking why for 12 days he said nothing about the U.S. Special Forces soldiers gunned down the border of Niger and Mali. And that's when he launched into his uh, his whole, I call, I'd, uh, other other presidents haven't called, or I don't know if they call, that's what I was told, garbage that he rambled on about. And then you have this interesting thing, it was a follow-up yesterday, Sean, from a, an interview that he did, Trump. I don't know, I mean, you could ask General Kelly, did he get a call from Obama? Which is a heck of a thing to do. Telling the media, ask General Kelly about his whole his son dying thing. Because yeah. his, his son died stepping on a landmine. <clears throat> I'm not thinking General Kelly, his chief of staff, really wants to get into that whole thing again, discuss it. Don't use me as part of your argument. How about that? Certainly in the context of a, a strange, out-of-nowhere argument over who presidented best when it came to dead soldiers. I just find the whole thing disgusting. The legit story from everyone is Barack Obama did not call General Kelly, although he may have talked to him in person. I, I, I don't have any idea. Wrote him a letter, I guess, and he later was, uh, General Kelly was at a White House lunch for Gold Star families. I don't know. I don't know. 
If any of the families has an issue or a complaint, they should air it or whatever. This this arguing over this. Well, I said what I said. I think it's despicable. All of it. Trump shouldn't have brought it up at all. This uh, congresswoman should not be saying, I overheard, and then go into the media with it. It's just really tawdry. Yes, Trump supporters, I know. Trump didn't bring it up. He was asked a question, which he wildly mishandled, as usual. He introduced the topic of other presidents didn't call, though. He introduced that. Correct. And once you do that, well, there's going to be response. A number of the conversations we've had in the last couple of years, they just don't need to be had. Right. And he starts them. Yeah. Um, does he feel like that benefits him? The gold star mother's conversation, the McCain being a prisoner conversation, this conversation. Does he feel like that benefits him? I don't know. I I think very, you know, there's, uh, I don't think a lot of it's premeditated. I just think he's a guy who shoots off his mouth um, and always has been. A lot of people think he always wants his name in the news, that he's trying to distract from other things, because while this conversation was going on, he actually got this done and all, but I, I, I don't think I'm buying it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm tired of it. I'll tell you that. And we're only, you know, we're less than a year in. Yeah, is this exhausting? I mentioned this earlier, but as this texter said, it could easily have been he knew what he was getting into, but he went anyway, which makes him a brave hero. Yeah, it could have been in that context. I don't know. I would like to hear the conversation. Well, and every special forces guy understands what they do for a living. So it's all about the tone and all about the context. Was it, hey, quit crying, you baby. He knew what he was doing. Or was it he was a brave man to take on this sort of mission, knowing how dangerous it was? God bless him. The country owes you a debt of gratitude it can never repay. Which one was it? Nobody cares. They just want to scream at the other side. Continuing the story, though, Trump puts out today that uh, Congressman Wilson is wrong. That's a lie. And he has proof. Well, so then the next time he's in front of a microphone, somebody's going to ask, how do you have proof? Oh, we have solid proof. You we re- have the best proof. You recorded the conversation. Are you going to release that? And then he tweets out Kofefe, and it's Groundhog's Day all over again. <laughs> what are we? Oh, my goodness. That's right. Kofefe was never nailed down, No, was it? it wasn't. Oh, well, well, it wasn't nailed down. Well, okay. If you think it. <laughs> I have people in Hawaii nailing down Kofefe, and what they've found out, well, you're going to be shocked. <laughs> Who are we talking to coming up about what? Oh, we're going to talk to Gordon Chang, who's one of our favorite uh, Middle East, not Middle East experts, Far East experts, about Xi Jinping, the the, the premier of Chinese, the top guy over there. He just gave a three and a half hour speech. Oof. Which God, is I'd, not. I'd hate to listen to a three and a half hour oh. speech about anything. An hour. Ain't nobody got time for this. That's what I'm saying. An hour and a half speech sounds dreadful. This is three and a half friggin' hours. Anyway, um, it, it, it when he speaks, uh, 1.4 billion people listen. He was laying out the Chinese Communist Party's plans for the future for itself uh, internally and externally. And there was a hell of a lot of news made. Okay. So we'll talk to old uh, Gordon Chang about that. And hear what news was made. Among other things. There's also big news being made on the... Russian uranium bribery corruption story uh, that's being ignored by a lot of the media again. Mm. Okay. We got all that for you. And maybe more uh, information from what was that website we had earlier? Some made up website? <laughs> Saucy Dates? <laughs> yeah, we need more of that sort of thing. From saucydates.com. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.